0: One of the opening phrases of the gospel of today and of Mark's gospel is the word repent. Repent and believe in the gospel. I think for Catholics the normal way we would think about when we hear the word repent would bring us towards Lent where we get ashes on our head and our forehead and it's like repent and believe the good news or go and confess your sins and do penance. But we would be, that is one interpretation of the word repent, but it is not the, the emphasis that the Gospels put on the word repent. It is better understood by a Greek word metanoia. And the word uh, metanoia is a very powerful word. And it is one that we should pay close attention to. Because what it is, it's an invitation to into an unfolding, and enhancing of one's dignity and self-worth. It is an, uh, revealing our identity in its fullness and helping us to become truly the people that we are meant to be. So there's something that is distinctly different from doing penance and offering up some kind of restitution for our sins. It is something that is very much life-giving and you could say a coming home who we truly are. And this is what Jesus meant when he spoke about repent and believe in the gospel. Probably the best way of explaining it is to reference or give an example of a healing that Jesus did in Luke's gospel where Jesus encountered a woman who was bent completely over and had suffered this condition for 18 years. By the very fact that her body was bent completely over, it meant that she couldn't even look at people with, 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 with her eyes. She was just looking bent and stooped over and turned inwards. And she wasn't living life in its fullness. There was incredible suffering and pain. There was an inferiority, a detachment from reality. And the beautiful thing about uh, when Jesus healed her was that she, in the healing, he, he healed her and liberated her not only from the physical malady but also most importantly from the spiritual malady that she was she had interiorized, that the physical challenge had given to her. And that is the emphasis of metanoia. It is to say that we have to be very careful that the difficulties and the trials of life don't determine who we are spiritually. And that is what Jesus is inviting people into, to to not be defined by the woundedness, the difficulties, and the trials of life, but rather to be defined by the truth of who we are revealed by his Son, Jesus Christ. One of my favorite spiritual writers is Father Peter van Bremen, a Jesuit priest, and I've been reading him for for many, many years, and he continues to write uh, beautiful spiritual books. And he gives an example, and I'm going to try and adapt his example to here. So I'm taking a bit of a risk, and it includes everybody that is here. He talks about metanoia in three ways. First of all he says and I'm going to give the example of here that um, that the first stage of metanoia is for example to take this sanctuary and what it represents and especially the altar. It is the place within us where God dwells. The place within us where there is no separation between God and us. Like you could example the altar, the place where, where Christ is manifest in all of our lives. So that is that place within us that um, where John of the Cross said, that the, the, you who are looking for God, you are yourself that very place where God dwells. So one stage of understanding the human psyche, the human being, is that there is that place as Christians we know where the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have made their dwelling place in us. Um, make your home in me as I make mine in you. Remain in me as I remain in you. So that is that invitation that, that is constantly being given to us by God to stay in that place within ourselves. But that place is surrounded by the pews, And the people in the pews. I'm using this as an example, I'm stretching it. But it is surrounded by brokenness, by the wounds of life, by the difficulties of life, by stuff we inherit, by stuff we have experienced. Guilt, resentment, fear, worry, anxiety, bereavement, trauma, all that kind of things are surrounding it. And that's that's what's surrounding this sacred place. And then the final aspect is, you could say, the roof and the windows. What we present to the world. The face we put on the life that we live. And you could say, I drive by here tonight and you'll see these beautiful stained glass windows shining out on Milwaukee Avenue and they look beautiful. And sometimes people can put great effort into the appearance that they are presenting to the world and to the life that they live. And if, 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 if all that they're in touch with is what is in the pews, with the brokenness, they have to put great effort into the appearances that they present to the world. And it can lead to a lot of dysfunction. It can even lead to certain addictions, and and, uh, working hard and and so many negative things that, that, that people do to try and keep up the appearance. So what Metanoia is inviting us to do is to leave the roof that is on the church and come down and to journey inwards, to journey through the brokenness of life. And that takes a lot of courage, and it'll also encounter, um, it'll also take some suffering because we have to face up to some difficult truths about other people in our lives or the way we have been to other people in our lives. But the great mistake is that if we stop there, and that's often happens in the world in which we live in today with these self-help books is that we stop at the brokenness. We stop there and we, we don't continue the journey. And what Jesus is inviting us to do is to come up here. To keep on the journey until you come to that place where God dwells. And it is The longest journey that you will ever make is the journey inwards. But unless we make that journey inwards to that dwelling place of God within us, then we are never and not living life in its fullness. Because when we encounter Christ and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity dwelling within us, we encounter unconditional love, we encounter forgiveness, And most of all, we encounter peace, that profound peace that only God can give. Repent is a word that Jesus used all through his life at many different times. When he was heading up to Jerusalem, the way of the cross, the whole narrative, is filled with the word repent, calling people to change, calling people to a different way of life. Even at his ascension, he invited them to repent and believe the good news. And even in Peter and Paul's writing in their letters, they once again reiterated that point, repent and believe the good news. So what we are invited to do at the beginning of John's gospel, or of the gospel of today, in Mark's gospel, is the invitation of Jesus to repent and believe the good news and come and follow me. We are invited to to enter that place within ourselves where there is perfect peace. And it is available to all of us and can be quite a journey to get there. And it is important from the ancient monastic spirituality that It is much easier to journey to there with a companion than on our own. That is why we need a community of faith to guide us and direct us in the journey with us. But it is the place in which we are invited to experience the deepest and most profound peace that we can, it's a taste of heaven within ourselves. And that is what Jesus is doing is inviting people to experience the power of metanoia in their lives and to go out to the world to bring healing and liberation to those who need it, to bring God's kindness into the world in which we live in, to make the world a, a place of kindness in every aspect um, and every dimension of it. So that one word, repent, a correct understanding of it will lead us on a very beautiful journey. And that is what Christ is inviting all of you to as his disciples. Repent, believe the good news, and come follow me. Follow me in transforming the world into a place of peace and joy.